Welcome to the Clothe with the Sun podcast, our daily reading and meditation on the gospel. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, and it is the Tuesday of the fifth week of Lent. Today's gospel is from the gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am going away and you will look for me but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, He is not going to kill himself, is he? Because he said, Where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, You belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. This is why I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, What I told you from the beginning, I have much to say about you in condemnation. But the one who sent me is true, and what I heard from him I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am, and that I do nothing on my own, but I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what is pleasing to him. Because he spoke this way, many came to believe in him. Once again, we're getting close to Holy Week. And we're reading these various passages from the Gospel according to John, where in reaction to the scribes and the Pharisees and their criticisms of Jesus, Jesus is explaining who he is, what his relationship is to the Father, and more and more, little by little, how that affects us, and great reasons that we have for hope, because Jesus is here He is here to save us. He is here to connect us to the Father. He is here to tell us the truth, the truth about reality, the truth about the Trinity. So a couple reflections on the reading today without being repetitive, trying not to be repetitive of things we've already said the past week or two about some of these readings. In this particular reading, Jesus identifies himself as Yahweh, and they don't even get it. It shows they don't even understand their own studies. Never mind are they not living it. They don't even understand what they're supposed to be teaching. Jesus identifies himself twice in this reading as I am, which is God's name in the Old Testament, Yahweh. I am who am. Different ways you can say it, different ways that it's been said. It is their name for God. And Jesus is saying, not, and he does this in a few other places as well, not simply saying, Oh, yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, I am. But he's identifying, yes, you know, that I exist, that I'm the son of the father, but I am God. I am Yahweh. I am. He goes on to say, as we heard before, I do nothing on my own. I do what I see the father doing. I do what the father taught me. I obey the father and the father is with me. In other words, you cannot defeat me. Never mind the fact that I'm God, but my Father is God too, and my Father is with me. 
and Jesus is speaking from a human vantage point. So the Son of God, the second person, has emptied himself of his divinity. He lives among us in weakness. But the Father is with him. Now, why is the Father with him more than the rest of us? Not simply because he's the second person of the Trinity in terms of who he is, but he says, because I always do what is pleasing to him. In other words, Jesus never loses grace. This is the goal for each of us. I'm so sorry. That was my phone. I don't want to start the recording again. Um, (laughs) That was a screaming goat ringtone that I have. Sorry about that. Anyway, let's continue on. A little humor for the moment. You got to be able to laugh. So Jesus is saying he is not alone because the father, the king of the universe, the creator of all things is with him. And he always does what is pleasing to him. In other words, he's never lost grace. He will always be in the state of grace. And his humanity then becomes the source of grace for all of us. It's in his humanity that we find salvation. Because it's Jesus coming to us as man who's going to die and rise and ascend into heaven. Jesus as man, the God-man, we call him. So, These are the things Jesus says about himself. You know, I was trying to think of some good images, and I guess one image that comes to mind is when I was a little kid and we would go to the pool in the summertime, and when I was really little, even the junior pool was scary to me, three foot deep. But then I got tall, and then I got really tall. And the junior pool was still... I was still in it, but it was too small for me. I was too shallow. I needed to get into the bigger pool, but I still was a little scared with my swimming. I wasn't, a, a, you know, what well, wasn't quite there yet to, to make my way into the big pool. We had three different pools, and so I had these in-between years where I was in that junior pool. And I remember a few times going into the big pool with my father. And if we were on the shallow side, okay, I could stand a little bit. I could kind of move around, maybe practice a little bit of my swimming, but then he would pick me up and carry me into the deep end. And I just remember at that point, being a little kid, being horrified of the deep water, but he was carrying me. There was no reason whatsoever for me to believe that he would drop me. And so it was kind of nice. It was cool. It was a new experience, being in the deep water and knowing I wasn't going to drown. Why? Because my father was carrying me. This is the way salvation works. A lot of us are Pelagian in our thoughts. Pelagianism is a heresy that says you get to heaven by your good works. There's so much of this. Even though we say we don't believe that, so much in church ministry is motivated by Pelagianism. Look at all the good stuff we're going to do. We're going to have a a new program. We're going to do these good things. We're going to arrange it in this way. We're going to get a new committee together whatever. And even in our schools, you know, it's, it's less about God's grace and the sacrifice, and it's more about uh, our service hours. Don't get me wrong. These are good things in and of themselves, but sometimes we emphasize what we're doing more than what God is doing. We go to heaven, not because we're these great people. Hey, we might be good people to some degree, And a lot of people will say, hey, I'm a good person. I don't need to go to church. But you know why you go to heaven? If you do go to heaven, because Jesus is I am. 
because Jesus is always with his Father. Jesus' humanity has been united to the Trinity because he always does what is pleasing to him, and his ultimate act is to die on the cross. He died, he descended among the dead, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven. By his death, he destroyed our sins. By his resurrection, he destroyed our death. He opened up the gates of heaven for us after conquering the devil, conquering hell. And so we, you or I, we don't know the way to heaven on our own. I don't know how to get to heaven. If I die, I'm dead. I don't, I don't, what what can I do? I don't have a blueprint. I don't have a map. I certainly didn't create a map on my own. But what we have is Jesus. We have his death. We have his resurrection. So just as that image that I gave you has my father carrying me in the deep water, and I know I'm not going to drown. It's kind of fun to go in the deep water knowing somebody is is supporting me. Well, we can face death. We can face everything in this life as well because Jesus carries us, because Jesus has conquered sin and death. He's paid the price for our sins. And so very often, even though it's a crude image, it's, it's not an ideal image. Still, I, I, I struggle to find a better image than this for how salvation works. Jesus carries us. The prayers that we see in baptism and in the Mass talk about us dying through baptism and then rising again, coming out of the water. We die with Jesus through our faith, through the sacraments, so then we can rise with Jesus to new life, to salvation. So it would be like we're being carried by him. Another image would be imagine him driving the school bus or flying the plane and we're the passengers. Like I said, these images aren't perfect, but they drive home the point. I can conquer death because of him, his death, because of his resurrection. I can get to heaven because of his ascension. He goes first and now I can follow where he's gone and he can carry me up there. The image of the Blessed Mother assumed into heaven, we see it in artwork all over the world. She doesn't go by her own power. She goes because Jesus comes and takes her and carries her up into heaven. She's one of us. Even if she's the premier member of our race, she's still one of us. Jesus, her son, came and got her, carried her up into heaven. And this is what we hope for each one of us, despite our sins. And this is also how the Eucharist works. Catholic belief about the Eucharist is the Eucharist is the thing. It is literally that moment where we join with Jesus so that we can be carried through his death, through his resurrection, through his ascension up into heaven. Our receiving the Eucharist is very similar to my dad carrying me in the deep water. The Eucharist is what unites me with him so that I can make it, so I can't fly on my own, but Jesus will carry me up into heaven. And it's because of what he talks about here, because he did the Father's will, because he avoided all sin, because the Father never leaves him alone, because he is the great I am. Another thing that's very hopeful, too, about this reading, and it's along the same lines, is once again, we're Pelagian in our thoughts, and a lot of times we think, Well, we're Pelagian because we think we have to. We have to do it. I got to fix everything. I got to save everybody. I got to tell everybody the truth. Me, me, me. It's all about me. 
and I know the answers, and I'm going to tell that priest, and I'm going to tell these people, and I'm going to tell my family, because I know. They don't know, but I know. I'm going to do it. And we put so much pressure on ourselves as if we don't already have enough anxiety. There's a song that, uh, it's a church song. I don't remember who wrote it or when it was written or anything like that, but it's, and it's a nice song, I guess. Um, but the refrain says, who will go if we don't, who will do it if we don't, I forget the exact words. And you know, it's a nice sentiment that, well, the world needs help. The world needs God. The world needs good works. So therefore I don't see other people doing it. I better do it. And on the one hand, that's a nice sentiment. But on the other hand, once again, this is a Pelagian kind of a sentiment. It's also a little bit of a codependent kind of a sentiment, people-pleasing. Well, I have to do it. It's all about me. I got I to gotta take control. I got to fix the world. I got to fix my family. And you know, that's very, very stressful if we think that way. The fact is you and I are not the Savior. Even if we were taught when we were children, okay, we have to fix things on behalf of others. We have to clean things up. We have to make other people look good. We have to cover up for the faults of others, our loved ones or whoever. The reality is we have a Savior. His name is Jesus. He is the great I am. He's our Savior. His grace will save us. It's true. Sometimes we cooperate with that grace. He might call us to do a good work here and there. It's true. We're supposed to do good works but they're supposed to be all about him, for him, and by him. He gives us the grace to carry these things out. And we also have to live balanced lives. None of us are called to just be a doormat for everybody else. None of us are called to be working 24-7. But rather, we're called to love ourselves as well. We're called to live a balanced life. We're called to live our vocations. I can't go fix the war between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, maybe I do my part to promote peace. Maybe there's a fundraiser of some sort, etc. Some people are called maybe to go fight. Some people are called in leadership to be diplomats. It's true. But each of us has a calling. We can promote peace by the way we live in our families and in our neighborhoods. We can promote peace by our prayers. And just working on ourselves to become people that are more and more and more peaceful to give that good example. So once again, Jesus does it for us. We can take great hope when we read these readings. Jesus goes before us. Jesus is the Savior. And therefore, we just simply need to rely upon him. Follow his promptings to do some good works here and there. But realize, you and I, we're not going to save the world You and I, we're not even going to save ourselves, but to the degree that we love Jesus, follow him and keep putting him at the center of everything, to that same degree, we have more and more and more reason to hope that all will work out well. God bless you. Have a great day.